Welcome to the Maristeps program where developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve. And following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. Coming to you live from Facebook, Monday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. For more marriage resources and to learn more about my marriage steps, be sure to go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. The announcement for tonight is I wanted to let you know, some of you already know, that I'm in private practice in Boulder, Colorado. That's where I work with couples. I'm licensed in Colorado. However, because of the pandemic, I'm not going to my office anymore. So I'm seeing all clients in my house through Zoom sessions or phone sessions. So if you're interested in couples counseling, if you feel like you could use a boost, be sure to let me know and I'd be happy to set up an appointment. First marriage fact of the night. Words form only 7% of our communication with our spouse. Tone of voice counts for 38%, and body language is responsible for 55%. That's amazing. So your tone and your body language is enormous with how you communicate to your partner. So what does your tone and your body language say to your partner? Does it say, I love you? Does it say, I want you? Does it say, I admire you? Or does it say, I don't like you? I don't want you. I don't want to be near you. So be mindful of that this week. Your body language and your tone is more important, substantially more important than the words that you use. Second, model the kind of marriage that will make your sons want to grow up to be good husbands and your daughters want to grow up to be good wives. That's humbling. If you have kids, it's humbling to consider what kind of messages are your kids learning from you about marriage? Are they, are they learning how to have a good marriage? Are they learning how to have a mediocre marriage? Or are they learning how to have a bad marriage? Just by watching you. And what are they learning about how to be a good husband or how to be a good wife? Just by watching you. It's humbling to consider we had these little people in our house or big people if you have teens who are watching our every move. So what kind of lessons are you transferring to them? And be mindful about what kind of modeling you're providing. First marriage joke of the night. A wife complains to her husband, just look at that couple down the road, Roger. How lovely they are. He keeps holding her hand, kissing her, holding the door for her. Why can't you do the same? Are you mad? I barely know the woman. (laughs) Second, Husbands take, a husband takes his wife to a disco. There's a guy on the dance floor dancing like a king. Moonwalking, breakdancing, head spins, the works. The wife turns to her husband and sighs. That man asked me to marry him 25 years ago, and I said no. Husband says, looks to me like he's still celebrating. <laughs> okay, the marriage focus tonight, the marriage message, is on six financial steps during coronavirus. So we are going to be talking about the almighty dollar tonight. Finances, one of the biggest areas couples fight about, one of the biggest topics that needs to be discussed and worked through because there's so much friction around money and marriage. I've had to work on money and marriage in a couple different ways. The one thing I've had to learn with marriage through getting older, the first thing is I've had to work on not just being a spender. I was a broke college student for 10 years. So when I finally started my career and started making money, I went crazy. And all I wanted to do was spend, spend, spend. And my wife is a saver. 
And so through the years, I've had to learn the value of saving money. So that's one lesson I've had to learn. Another lesson I've had to learn is because I've been the only breadwinner in our family for 17 years since we started having kids, I developed a sense of entitlement where I felt like I should have the final say with money because I was making it. And that was wrong. And I had to learn that was wrong because no matter who makes the money, it should be viewed as our money. So that's another lesson I had to learn the hard way through the years in my marriage. So the first thing I would encourage you to do when it comes to finances right now during the coronavirus is develop a budget. Do you have a budget? A budget is a list of all the categories you spend money on and how much money you spend per category. You need to have a budget because a budget increases a sense of control around money. And right now more than ever, you wanna have control of your money. And it also puts you and your partner into a, a place to discuss money. How much are we spending on this category? How much are we spending on that category? It encourages communication. What categories should we have on here? How much should we, spending, we be spending on this area here or on this area there? A budget gains control over your money instead of your money having control over you. The second tip to consider is sharing power. So sharing power by definition is when both partners feel like they have an equal voice on the topic. Do you and your partner both feel like you have an equal voice with money or do one of you have the last say? That's how our marriage was for a while until I learned the error in my ways and started sharing power more equally with my wife because that's what you need for a healthy marriage. Bounce the ball is a technique I teach couples on how to share power. And as a review, what it is, is that one partner will share their perspective and then they bounce the ball by saying, what do you think? Then the other partner shares their perspective, their opinion, and then they bounce the ball back by saying, what do you think? And that's where things shift because now both partners have shared their perspective. So now partner A, who started with their perspective, has to shift their position by a few degrees to honor partner B. So they say their new perspective, then they bounce the ball and say, what do you think? Now partner B has to do the same thing. They have to shift their possession, position by a few degrees to honor partner A. They say their new position, and then they bounce the ball back and say, what do you think? And if you both keep doing that back and forth, eventually you will find a win-win. Now that only works if you have a teachable heart and you're open to influence by your partner and you're flexible. So don't be rigid. Don't be locked into your perspective. Be open to influence with your partner to share power. Because when it comes to money, you both want to feel like equal partners with equal voice in your relationship. Third thing to consider is reduce your budget. So once you've developed a budget, now you need to trim back the fat. Times are uncertain right now. We're not quite sure what's gonna happen in the future. The economy is uncertain. So now is the time to be reducing your budget. Cut out all the extras. All the things you don't need to be spending on, stop. Because this is the time where you wanna increase your financial security, so you wanna pull back on extraneous spending that you don't need to be doing right now. Fourth thing is you wanna prioritize the four walls. And the four walls stand for transportation, food, housing, and utilities. Those are the big four. So when you think about your budget, all of the money should be going to those four first and foremost because you need those to survive. So those are the four top ones to prioritize. The fifth thing to consider is getting a side hustle. 
If your job security has gone down, perhaps you're not working as many hours as you did, or perhaps you've lost your job, consider getting a side hustle. So a side hustle is any kind of side job to bring in more money. Don't let your pride get in the way. Times are tough. So if you need more money, go out there and get something. Whether it's a delivery job, those are in high demand, or at a grocery store, those are in high demand right now. So if you need extra money, swallow your pride and get a side hustle. The sixth thing to consider is you wanna be building your emergency fund. So ideally, all of us would have three to six months of living expenses in our emergency fund. We don't know how much should go in there until we first develop a budget. When you have a budget and you reduce it, then you'll see how much do we need to live per month, and then you put that amount into an emergency fund for three to six months. When you do that, an amazing thing happens. You feel peaceful. You feel calm. You feel in control because you know we have three to six months sitting there just in case we need it. Now, you don't touch that emergency fund unless both you and your partner are in an agreement that what you want to spend it on is an emergency. So a new couch is not an emergency. A new car is not an emergency unless that's your only mode of transportation. But you need to be in unison with your partner before you ever tap in to your emergency fund. Finances are directly tied to our mental health. Have you ever noticed that? As financial security increases, our mental health gets better. We feel at peace, we feel in control, we feel relaxed, and vice versa. When finances go down the toilet and we start feeling insecure financially and job uncertainty and our money is going down, our mental health goes down also. And that's where that emergency fund comes into play because if you have an emergency fund sitting there three to six months, it's amazing how much it will give you a sense of peace and calm through financial storms. So this is an area I just want to encourage you to talk with money with your partner. You need to learn to open up those doors of communication, but do it with gentleness and do it with respect because you probably have different perspectives on money and how it should be spent, but that's where you need to share power. So those are the six financial steps during the coronavirus to consider. Number one, developing a budget. Number two, sharing power on all financial matters. Number three, reduce your budget so that you're just going down to the bare bones, which will free up more money to put in savings. Four, prioritize the four walls, which is housing, utilities, transportation, and food. Fifth, consider a side hustle if you need to. And sixth, build an emergency fund for three to six months of living expenses. Thank you for listening to the Marriage Steps program. Be sure to send me your marriage questions. You can message me through Facebook, Instagram, or email me at info at drwyattfisher.com. If you enjoyed the program tonight, be sure to leave a review and share it with your family and friends. The Marriage Steps program is listener supported. So to help keep it on the air, please consider becoming a monthly supporter by going to patreon.com forward slash marriage steps. And remember, your marriage is alive. So if you care for it, it will grow. But if you neglect it, it will die. The choice is up to you. Take care.